Hi everybody, welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today our Halloween spooktacular continues, rolls on for the fourth year in a row with Personal Nightmare and Alien 3. Every year a winner. <laughs> Every single year. We've never played a bad game on Halloween and this year will be no exception. Now Aaron, we did get some feedback uh, from uh, a previous episode. Uh, we got an email from our friend Professor Burke in Australia. Do you remember this guy? Yes, prof the professor. I do remember the professor. Uh, he says, just a brief note that we did have Gilligan's Island in Australia. I told you. I told you. I knew we would have it. I told you. I noted especially as I was once compelled to make the choice between continuing in Rainbow Islands, it may have been the spider boss with triple rainbow capability safely retained, or ensuring that I was seated in the living room for the commencement of the episode. It was perhaps 5 p.m. on weeknights, circa 1990. I think it may have given me a distorted view of the relative perils of seafaring, which I have tended to avoid even still, which is perhaps overcautious, but seemed only prudent given the myriad difficulties the skipper at all encountered. I don't blame him. The professor's a wise man. I also was uh, instilled with a fear of the sea. Thanks to Gilgan's Island. Trapped on an island full of ding. Well, I don't know. A couple of those dingbats were highly attractive dingbats, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm not the kind of pirate that goes on the water. If I'm, you I, if you were a crew member of Gilligan's Island, who would you be? Um. Well, the professor, uh, I think, because at least he was smart. He had that. I mean, really, what are the other ones I got going for him? Well, Thurston was incredibly rich. How? What's that do for you on the island? You know, what's it do for you? Well. It doesn't do jack. You can make you can make uh, extravagant promises to the attractive ladies. To Listen, say once we return, do back you home. think those hot young ladies are going to hook up with Thurston Howe, who, by the way, his wife is with him? It yeah. ain't going to happen. They're not going to hook. I mean, Roy, there's only two guys I had a shot. This, that was Gilligan and the Professor, and I don't want to be Gilligan, so I'm, I'm going to get the Professor. <laughs> All right. Um, well, we got another piece of uh, feedback from Robert. Edgerton. He's one of our Patreon supporters. Say so well, Ed Edgerton. Edgerton. Yeah, right. Edgerton. It's a difficult name. To say. I like that, yeah. He says, I grew up on the Amiga. When the 2000 was coming out, my father gave me the choice of braces or we could get the Amiga. <laughs> I still have crooked teeth, but never regretted the decision. <laughs> I made the right call, dude. I don't know that my family ever made me choose between video games and, uh, you know, medical work. But if I if I did have the choice, I would probably go for the video game. You're as a well. slimy worm. What would they do for you? Yeah, it's that's true. I'm I'm not a big fan of uh, you know hand for control. It's kind of like up for jump. Yeah, fair I, enough. I'm not blessed with the extremities, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, how, how do you play? How did you play this week's games? Well, you see, my eyes are on these stalks. Yeah, and I move them very creatively. That's too much little, information. Little something like that. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. All right, Aaron. This will get over real well in the people listening to the podcast. <laughs> I, hear the, I hear the train a-coming. Uh -huh. It's coming around the bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine for God knows when. It's the gamble train, Aaron. <laughs> Let's fire the up the news machine. Listen, don't make me get a couple guys to hurt you, <laughs> lizard boy. So, we got a couple bits of news this week. I mean, this wasn't like what I would call a major news week, but there was some interesting stuff that came out. Um, just a little gimmick here. Uh, 
Indie Retro News reported on a, uh, it's a really a demo for a game called Red Pill Puzzle. Uh, have you, did you have a look at this thing, Boat, perchance? Is this a, um, is this sort of like, it's using those, Red uh, Pill and, and it's called the, um, Puzzle. Okay, <laughs> so this, puzzle. It, this, is it some sort of like a Sokoban type type game where you're um, moving boxes around in a warehouse? Don't know. I've never played a Sokoban type mm. game. Uh, it's a demo right now, uh, but hey, the price is right. You know what I mean? So if, you, if you're looking for the fiddle around with, not the worst idea. Uh, now this I thought was an interesting one. And I th- think this came out not too long after we laid the last show down. Uh, from the fellow over at Indie Retro News. Did you read this article, Boat? I have My not story, seen this yet. Autism, bullying, and the love of retro gaming. Uh, you know, uh, autism is a real uh, sensitive subject, obviously. And it can be a real... It can really uh, uh, cause you trouble uh, or your loved ones. And he gets into... This is sort of a brave article, I have to say. He gets into his... Uh, childhood and what it was like to be the kid that sat by himself in the lunch room uh, or get hassled you know and you, we all if we all haven't been that kid we've known that kid right uh, and this is him and he talks about how he used uh, a retro gaming as a way to help him cope and get through some dark times man i thought it was real you know i like this kind of stuff i, I uh, when people really open up you know because a lot of people there are more people like this than people that aren't right a lot of, especially people that are uh, uh, we live in a, in a craft world sometimes and it's nice it's just a little ray of sunshine for those poor souls I mean I've known tons of people just like this and I've occasionally been that kid and it's depressing and all you want to do is is be accepted or whatever and this guy uh, talks about how he survived you know and and of course look at it look at his look at the his site now and and its popularity uh uh so uh, i i'd like to think that things come full circle or t- things turn around you know there's a universal justice or whatever but i thought it was a nice article I, I i would give that one a read yeah i i think that um you know i've heard just from several people that listen to this show that uh that are autistic or you know somewhere on on that spectrum and and they they always talk about how the video games allowed them to escape sort of the troubles that they had and really find find their own place and that's that's a really great thing that's one of the best things about our hobby absolutely absolutely and so and autism uh continues to be a growing issue and uh if you think about it it's really it's sort of a recently diagnosed you know it's not fully understood not even close uh and uh, it's something that more and more people it seems like have to deal with and so you know uh, uh, we should all take a minute and, and give and ponder uh, how to treat each other, especially if someone uh, is isolated. Go help the guy out. You know, it's a good message to teach your kids. I always right. try to tell Luke, like, listen, you know, be the kid that goes over and talks to the other kid. You know, don't you know? And I think kids, I will say, and again, I just from what I know, I think kids are better. I think kids are better, more understanding, and kinder than they were when I was a kid. A hundred percent agree. I, yeah. I see kids interacting every single day of my life, and I guarantee you that there are kids that would have been bullied and picked on and beat up when I was going to school that now are treated, you know, much better than they were. Not saying that bullying has been eradicated, but I think that 
thanks to you know people being made aware that we should you know teach our kids to not you know be like that. It's it's made a difference. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, my kid just finished his baseball season. He had a bad year. It's his first year of kid pitch, and uh, he didn't get very many hits. And in the last game. He got up to bat, and he usually strikes out, and he got a big hit. And his team, and in my old days, when you when you stunk on the team or you were run out very good, you were ostracized. I mean, they were beat mm-hmm. down. And to his credit, his team's credit, they kept pushing him and pushing him and cheering for him, and they went nuts. at the end. And when he hit that hit, it was like uh, they'd won the World Series. They all went crazy. They hugged him when he came in you know, after he scored. It was great. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, this would never have happened when I was a kid because that's not the way kids were brought up. It right. was dog-eat-dog. Dog, right. You, you know, you, you worship the stars and you left the losers alone. I mean, it's yeah. true. It's yeah. and, and so and people are bad. People bad-mouth, including myself, okay, people bad-mouth the way things are done now, major education. It's not the way you'd like to be. But I think we're raising a generation of kinder, more considerate, less bullied and bullying children, yeah. at least locally. That's Absolutely. all I can say. Absolutely. So, not Amiga related, but a little food for thought. So, uh, Pixels of Dawn posted this one. Uh, did, I don't know if you had a chance to look at this. Just the picture brings me back. He just, he posts, got Spotify, got love for the Amiga. I have both those things. Well, someone made a genuine Amiga music playlist over uh, over a full, with a full day's audio. Wow. And this was spotted by Amiga Love, he says, and he's got a link. And so, uh, if you want to hear a ton of Amiga music, and who don't, uh, there's the link, ready <laughs> to go. You can see what I was listening to last, Land of a Thousand Dances by Wicked Wilson Pickett. Oh, Not my. featured on this playlist for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> his, I've never heard him called Wicked Wilson oh, Pickett. Wick, yeah, that was his nickname. Really? Yeah. Well, that's, I've never heard that. Um, you know, speaking of music, this is slightly off. So you know who I looked into this week for no good reason? The Winter Brothers, Edgar and Johnny Winter. Now, I knew plenty about Edgar Winter. He was the guy that they did Free Ride and, and, and Frankenstein. And he was in a, he played backup in a million bands. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't as knowledgeable on Johnny Winter. Right. And uh, I didn't realize his incredible impact and influence and his mark on blues which i'm not a blues guy i know you're so more into that than i am i didn't realize how much uh he had produced of muddy waters stuff oh. and, and that was i know you're probably familiar with muddy no. Waters. well yeah but i mean i'm not a big blues guy so that's uh, news to me and johnny was a real interesting cat he died uh several years ago mm-hmm. uh, but uh, i don't ask me you know what got me on the subject we were talking about pale people that's sadly how it was and i was like yeah like the winter brothers and i started looking into them so that's a super sidetrack so anyways let's move it along here now a lot of people probably realize that we both are big fans of kim justice yes uh uh and uh, that's just the way it is, by the way. And so, Kim, and I haven't got to watch this yet, I will admit. Uh, so, I'm just basing this solely on uh, her previous work. Uh, but uh, she has a doc out, and it's the story and games of Sensible Software. Now, of course, Sensible Software, a, a staple on the Amiga for, uh, among other things, Sensible Soccer, Sensible World of Soccer, Sensible Golf. Uh, and, and, and several other things. They did, they did a lot. And then stuff off the Amiga as well. Uh, this documentary clocks in at just almost two and a half hours. This is a monster, which is one of the reasons I haven't got to sit down and watch it yet. I mean, you know, pack a lunch for this one. Uh, but uh, 
always the documentary is just our top shelf. I, I think I've liked every single one, but you've, I know you've watched a bunch of, a bunch of stuff from Kim Justice as well. Oh, yeah. Now, have you had a chance to sit down and watch this one? Yet? I have not watched this one, but this is probably going to be some weekend <laughs> viewing for yeah, me. Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. So, this is supposed to be a rainy, wet weekend, and I think this is going to be what I'm going to be throwing on. Now, uh, the dream catcher. He's got another one here. And coming off, I mean, I think last week he did a little something with these guys. He's back again. This is an article he wrote. Uh, this is not my body. I need that. It's got my arms and legs attached. This is basically <laughs> the story of uh, the incredible crash test dummies. Now, do you remember when these guys were, were out and about on televisions everywhere? I, I remember the uh, uh, Vince and Larry were the crash test dummies. And they were and and they were in a bunch of public service announcements. Uh, you can about, learn a lot from it. That's right about wearing your seatbelt. I mm-hmm. believe was the uh, was their thing. And they would these guys would get smashed and killed. They were a jovial couple of dudes. <laughs> so they were ripe for the uh, uh, for the pickings when it comes to video games. Sort of like cool spot. Remember there was a uh, I was annoyed. Yeah, the annoyed. <laughs> How many? We, that should be a show. P- uh, games based on advertising or public service figures. Hey, Amigos Game Selection Committee. Yeah. There you go. There's your theme. That's 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 ratings right there. So, anyways, uh, this is done. Of course, the uh, Dream Catches Inimitable style. So, if you want to check this out, uh, we've got it linked up on the Google Plus, of course. Uh, and um, now. <laughs> Listen, I like to mess around on YouTube and just see what's going on. And I'm always looking for something nutty or new. And I, I don't know, I was looking for something this week, and uh, a, a show came up called Amiga Heaven. Uh, and it was, the, one I, the one I watched was on DreamWeb. I remember Dream, when we did DreamWeb yes. a couple weeks ago. That's what got my attention. I'm like, well, that was a wacky one. Uh, it's uh, done by a fellow named Michael Porter, and it, I didn't. We never talked about this boat. Do you remember us ever talking about Amiga having the video show? I don't think we ever. No, did. I don't think we've covered this before. Uh, this came out. Uh, it, this debuted in late uh, December of last year, so he's he's got a few episodes under his belt. And hey, I like to uh, I like finding these little shows. And I mean, it may be a huge show, and I don't know. It could be a monster show, but uh, uh, it's new to me, you know. And so, if you want to, if you uh, need to, uh, uh, if you need to uh, add some extra viewing time or listening time to your schedule, I would give this guy a whirl. I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed what I what I listened to. He's, I think he's out of the UK. Okay. Uh, so, so there, you know, it's funny. Uh, uh, I remember when we started the show, and my number one complaint was I had nothing to hear or listen to or watch about Amiga stuff. And now there's a lot of stuff out there. I mean, it's more and more coming every day. You got the 10-minute, you know, Amiga show, and you've got uh, Lafarius' show. You've got this fellow's show. Of course, you got the Retro Hour guys. Uh, you've got the uh, Guru Boys. There's all kinds of stuff coming out. Yeah, you can fill your day. Yeah, with and of course goodness. the Kim Justice. You know, that stuff's always, you know, a lot of that stuff's Amiga centric. So, uh, hey, just throwing another stick on the fire, and we'd like to uh, we'd like to give a, a little nod to uh, our uh, our fellows that are working working in this field. Um, the last thing I've got is just some site news, and unless you, I mean. You want to? Why don't you? Before we get into that, why don't you tell everyone what you're up to in terms of streaming? You had a stream up last night, and it's available to watch. Well, it's it's not available yet. I had to. Uh, I had some issues getting into one of my final games, uh, and luckily, I had some folks in the chat helping me out. 
uh, to uh, to get that resolved. But I, are you going to post it? Uh, yeah, I'm going to post it. Uh, probably it's going to go up um, tomorrow. Uh, and so by, by, by the time you hear this, if you're listening through audio, it will be out. Yeah, I'm, I'm counting down. Uh, this was inspired by Aaron's unwillingness to do such a list. Uh, I am counting down my top 20 arcade games of all time. Um, and I just play each game for about 15 minutes, talk about why I like it. Um, I do all the streams live, so there's action in the chat you can you can look at. Um, and it's just a chance for me to play my favorite games. Uh, it's it's something that, uh, that I enjoy doing. And once I finish the uh, arcade titles, maybe I'll move on to a different system. So mm, I like it. I'm I like hopeful it. that it will spur you on, Aaron, uh, to do your top 20 because that's really what people want to see. Someone with your depth of knowledge oh, of yeah. the, the arcade scene. I, I, I do know more about Cyclone than you do, clearly. Yes. Uh, and, which I've got a project coming up to, alongside this arcade. We'll get to that in a moment. But I do. there's one more bit of uh, site news we'll talk about, which is uh, this week on ARG, uh, myself and the Brent, uh, we talk about late 80s pinball. Uh, if you are into pinball, or even if you're not, uh, we have a good time and just chat about the history of uh, Williams' role in pinball, which happens to be the people that manufactured uh, the two games we picked, uh, just and which is amazing because this uh, next coming upcoming week we will also be delving into Williams. That's something you can find out about later. But uh, we looked at a couple of our favorite late '80s pinball machines. Uh, Brent chose Cyclone, which is a uh, it's a tremendous uh, machine. I, I've always been a, a big fan. Uh, of that one, both of you, you've played this. I've one never played Cyclone. I always thought it was Whirlwind. Whirlwind is uh, is an interesting machine. Totally different game. It's it's got a spinning playfield mechanism, and I when you said Cyclone, that's what I thought it was. I've so never you've played. never played this, uh, but you, I, I never have, played Cyclone. I never played Cyclone. I have played a ton of the game that you chose. Yeah, well, I, this and on this episode, I chose Taxi. Now I could have chose either one of these to be honest with you, because I, I love Cyclone a lot. Uh, but I chose Taxi, which is, it's got to be one of my top one or two favorite pinball machines of all time. I just love it. Uh, there's a there's a certain uh, magic about the pinball machines that Williams put out in, in, the, in the 80s, especially the, that late 80s era. I mean, they were on fire uh, for a while. And, and we talk about some of the other machines that they had in that era, including like Black Knight, uh, the entire trilogy of Cyclone. They had a lot of great titles, uh, and uh, so we have a, we have a good time. Brent made some just killer models. Yeah, uh, for the episode that we had, if and you, Brent's, you, you, Brent's really for a, a big goober. He's quite an artisan. Yeah, I mean, if you're watching the video version right now, I've put them up on the screen. I mean, they look spot spot on. To yeah, their, uh, he really did a good yeah. job. You know, uh, uh, I, I know some people were surprised when we actually picked one up. They thought they were just stuff I'd laid in with graphics. Yeah, I hope that uh, he takes some of those to Korg's next year and uh, has himself a little artisan booth. I told him he could sell those things. So moving on. So <laughs> I got to talking to, to to the boat about this here. You mean me? Yeah, that's right. Oh, okay, uh, and. In this country, America, and uh, America, America, you know, as as we come to an end here uh, with uh, Halloween, November is upon us, and in this uh, country, we celebrate Thanksgiving in November. And so, I've been thinking about this for a while. I didn't know exactly the uh, how we wanted to play it, so I got together with Bo, and he thought it was a pretty good idea. So, what we're going to do in November, just to have a little fun, 
is over the the years we've been on the air, which I guess we're is this are we past three years, boat, or we're coming we're, up? We're on three? past three years. We're coming up on four. I'm coming you know. up on. There you go. We've received quite a few uh, gifts from our buddies all over the world, uh, and in the form of games and and, and uh, discs of all sorts. I like mu- I know music and and even some. Uh, DVDs. We've received audio CDs, yeah. Blu-rays, um, games, Tons of all games. stripes. Yeah. So, uh, since this is the month of Thanksgiving, we're going to give thanks and, and do something I've been wanting to do and for a long time, which is go back and we're going to try to have a look at all the goodies we've all, that we've gathered uh, uh, over the years that we just never got a chance to mess with. Uh, games, uh, videos, everything. And so, in the month of November, we're going to shoot some Amigos plays and try out some of these uh, games that we never got to cover. Uh, and we're also planning on uh, also looking at a film that we never covered. You want to talk about this film? Yeah, we got so about? It was a, was that was way from- back uh, when we first started the show. I mean, it was probably within the first year of the show. We got a huge package from... Um, our friend Jonas, a.k.a. O'Brien's Retro Inventage. Who's been there since he was one of the very first guys that jumped on board with us. Absolutely. And absolutely. a lot of stuff to give away, too. And he sent us this big box full of software, some of which we've looked at, but a lot of it we haven't. I uh, believe was, was that was one of his games, the uh, text game we covered. Was that one of the... Yeah, yeah. yeah the Cthulhu game, or the... Yeah. I believe that is the case. Yeah. Um, but don't quote me on that because we've been wrong before. Yeah. Um, but um, he also sent us this uh, a, a audio CD and a Blu-ray of this Norwegian action film. And uh, we are going to watch that, and um, and hopefully you want to you want to divulge your plans for that. Yeah, we're going to try to watch this thing sort of mystery science theater slash riff track style. Uh, now, copyright be damned in a certain <laughs> degree, because we're just going to, I mean, we're not going to make any money off this one, clearly, but we're right. going to put it up and uh, we're going to be in front of, we'll probably get Brent on board if we can set up the time. And we're just going to basically sit in front of the screen, a la Mr. John Cedar, and just watch this thing and, and, and experience it firsthand. Uh, I've not seen it. I've got no idea what it's about. It's from another land. So we should have a good time with it. I think I'm pretty sure Brian said over here because it's wacky. Yeah, I doubt he said it over here because it's a serious <laughs> tear jerking drama. And we may do a couple. Uh, we may do a couple warm up uh, shorts to get us fired up for the main event. Do uh, and, uh, Santa Claus versus the Marshall. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm talking shorts. <laughs> we may yeah, just like the Rift Tracks guys do. And we, in fact, I don't know how we're gonna. Do, we don't. We're not one hundred percent sure we're gonna do the movie yet in terms of distribution. If we're gonna. Put it all nationwide, up in one, of course. In one, no, I mean, in terms of we're going to put it all up in one big chunk or split it up or whatever. Who knows? But we're planning on doing the movie. Uh, like I said, I've gotten a lot of, uh, of uh, stuff, even for stuff that weren't an Amiga. So I, not only am I going to play that, but I, for example, I, uh, I know I've got a Spectrum game at the house that I'm going to try, I'm gonna try to uh, stream. Uh, so all month we will be trying to get dig deep into the goodies that everybody sent us and because we are thankful that uh, you guys have uh, have thought enough of me and Bo to to send us uh, nice goodies i can tell you right now we dug deep into graham's uh last gift because they almost all that food's gone except for all the licorice uh my kid is addicted to those minties He's, those are practically gone. I think he, I don't know if he's eating them all or he's came close. Him and Teresa, the mint cookies, gone, those are gone. Uh, 
all that stuff, all the stuff that you, I took home is gone except for the licorice. I've got that at work, and I haven't been at work that much this week. I've been out in the, in, in the truck. So we're going to delve deep into the actual physical media this time as opposed to the goodies, because the goodies and the booze, we already took care of that. That's right. Uh, now, here is the caveat with this. Um as you know, me and Boat are idiots. And so when people sent us stuff, we didn't write it down. We didn't, we made a mental note, but that, that and, a, and a nickel won't buy you a cup of coffee. And so what would be helpful to us is that if you've sent us something in the past, uh, drop us a little note. So we'll definitely get to what you got. I'm not saying you have to do it. It would help us out if you would drop us a little note. Tell them where they can send the note boat. Aside yeah. from Discord, obviously. Yeah, you can let us know in Discord or at uh, John at AmigosPodcast.com. Right. Just say, hey, I'm the one that sent you this and this and this. And yeah, that way we'll, we'll be able to give you credit. We want to give you credit, but also we want to make sure we, pull, we get to it. Yeah. Now, I can't promise we're going to get to every... We've gotten a lot. I don't know if we'll get to every single thing in the month of November, but we're going to darn sure try... And what we don't get to this November, we'll probably we may do the same thing next November. But I think we'll get to a good chunk of it. Absolutely. And because some of the stuff we just, uh, I mean, it's not like we didn't want to cover. We just, it just this thing rolls on. It goes so fast, you don't even think much about it, you know. Mm-hmm. And then some of the things I, you know, we've probably both played in our spare time too. So it should be a lot of fun. It's our way of saying uh, uh, thank you. It's also our way of just getting to play goodies. So uh, uh, that'll be our gimmick for the month of November. It should be a lot of fun. But sounds great, Aaron. Yeah. All right, Aaron, are you ready to dive in to our first game of the week? I am. Now, this is our Halloween Spooktacular, what, four? Is that what we determined? This is the fourth this one? This is the fourth one. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding, man. So, as usual, we always, we, it seems like we always tackle a, a multiple games. Not always, uh, but a lot of times here recently. So, this time out, the, uh, the committee chose for us a couple Halloween-ish games. So, first on the docket is a game based on a movie that I haven't seen. But have you seen this movie? Uh, this is Alien 3. I've, not, I've never seen an Alien film. Okay, I've seen Alien 4, which I've been told is garbage. No mm. good. So, anyway, this is Alien 3. Really, it's sort of Alien Cube. Is that the one with the, the, the girl from Beetlejuice in it? That's right. Well, I know mm. Ryder, which is funny because we... We just watched Beetlejuice last night, and it was a, for my kid. It was the first time he'd seen it. Oh, what did he think? He liked it. He liked it. It's a, it. It doesn't hold up as well as I hope, but it's still pretty funny. We need more Michael Keaton than that. So anyway, Alien. So A R Alien Three. Now, uh, Alien Three uh, is a game that was really sort of. It, it came out on a bunch of systems with a butt, and I'll get to that in a moment. Uh, on the Amiga, it was released in '92. It was developed by an outfit called Eden. And guess what else Eden did, Boat? What? Zilcheru. They did nothing else. Mm. Two discs. <laughs> Mark of a champion. Yeah, yeah. one one uh, player game. And it's funny, a lot of people worked on this. I mean, just a crap ton. I'm not going to go over all the people. It was coded by Tim Round, who also did R-Type 2, which that's a pretty good pedigree. Uh, and produced by the guy that did Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles on the Amiga. So you've got a couple guys there, but I mean, this thing has, I mean, I can, I'm going to look at this 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, like 11 people worked on this game. That's a lot of people, That's man. That's a lot of people. So <coughs> um, this was a ECS OCS. You know, it's, it doesn't require anything special. 
this this game or a version of this game was on a lot of stuff. You had, uh, you had the C64 had it, the NES, and tell me if you played these on any of these other ones, Boat. Uh, the uh, uh, Famicom, uh, this, uh, Game Gear, Master System, and the Genesis slash Mega Drive, and the Super Nintendo. Now, the Super Nintendo I've read, I didn't play this one, ha is different. I haven't played it. Now, I've read that the Amiga version is very similar to the uh, Genesis slash Mega Drive version, except a little bit slower. I read that as well. Yeah. Now... The one that caught my eye and made me sad was the Ma the uh, Master System version has two players. Mm. Cool. I two wish we had simultaneous? that. Don't, I mean, it said two players, so I think it was simultaneous. Mm. So, um, before we get into this, let's let's briefly touch on what it's based on, which is which is the film. Now, Bo, I know me and you haven't seen this movie, but uh, but I did a little research on it. So basically, without getting too deep in it. At the end, and I've seen little, everyone's seen little bits and pieces of Alien. So if you haven't seen Alien or Aliens. Even I know about the thing that comes out of the guy's That's chest. right, right. And it, it sings, hello, my baby, hello, my father. All that space balls, isn't it? So in uh, Aliens, of course, uh, poor Sigourney Weaver just gets beat down, right? And But her character in the movie is named Ripley, mm -hmm. okay? Which always, this is how my mind works, Aaron. Yeah. You know, who is the director of alien ridley scott right in my mind sigourney weaver was always the director of alien because i thought ripley and ridley i just i got those together in my mind and i, I grew up possibly until only about one or two years ago thinking that sigourney weaver directed alien not the case no 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 so uh so this came out in 92 again we we mentioned uh, now, this one I don't think was, this one was not directed by uh, Ridley Scott. This is directed by a guy named David Fincher. Um, so, on this one, it, it takes place directly after the second film, and Sigourney Weaver's little escape pod lands on this prison planet, all right? And I, from what I was able to ascertain, she runs around this prison planet uh, full of a bunch of crazy male prisoners, and the aliens are down there, and she runs around and shenanigans ensue. Shenanigans ensue. You know, I'm not going to get too deep into it. Now, uh, I did see that one of the people in it was Paul McGann, which I think he was played one of the, he played the uh, one of the doctors, Doctor Who's. I think he played the one that was just in the movie. I mm. believe that was Paul McGann. Uh, anyways, uh, it was considered not that good. Uh, from what I've told, uh, found out, but it did make money. It made quite a bit of money, actually. It, it, the budget was fifty-five mil. It made one hundred and sixty mil worldwide. Not bad. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it was considered the dudaroo, and it led directly into the fourth movie, which is the one I saw. But I couldn't sit here and tell you what happened in that one because it wasn't that memorable. I think it was one of the situations where I was sitting on somebody's couch and they're like, "Look." You know, uh, Alien 4 is coming on. I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> you know, I've got to catch that. That's going to be the bomb. Um, so, what is, and this, like I said, this you could call this Alien Squared, or Cubed, excuse me, because it's a little three. is not really a three. It's a little three. Mm -hmm. So, I guess. Superscript. What do you make of that, Boat? I make of it that it makes it really hard to type this into a search engine. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you on that. Um so what do you do in this? Well, you play Ripley, which is funny because I th I thought it was a dude. Did you think it was a dude? Yeah, I you know yeah. Until I researched the backstory, dude. 
You know, then I was like, oh yeah, Ripley was a was a was a chick. Mm -hmm. You know, Sigourney does not look like Sigourney Weaver. Now I know Sigourney Weaver got all you know buff well, and mean, got her hair cut and yeah, stuff. I don't think about Sigourney Weaver, you... the hot voluptuous chick that was in like Ghostbusters and stuff. This don't look like her. No, this no. guy's that looks like a tall drink of water. Mm -hmm. uh, so anyway, in this game, this is what I would call uh, your no frills, uh, totally. Uh, uh, by the numbers, running and gunning sort of platformy game. Uh, you play uh, Ripley, and you're in a series of, uh, I guess I would call them almost like a, f a factory levels, or, or uh, I mean, they were they all. I looked, I watched, I played some of this game, and watched the rest, and they were all the levels are pretty much. This is very very similar. The background color would be different, but it's almost like a, what you would expect to see in a factory or a construction site yeah. or, or uh, very sort of bleak, desolate or, places. That's right, or like a uh, uh, some kind of like uh, uh, industrialized sewer. I know, <laughs> I think those exist. And so your job as Ripley is to rescue. Uh, uh, I guess prisoners, since this is, I guess this is a prison then, Boat. I never thought about it. Yeah. But your goal is to rescue these prisoners who have been uh, alien gooped to the wall. Right. And there's, and there's Apparently, a, the aliens don't want to do anything to you, but goop you to the wall. That's right. Well, the, 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 at least those guys, they want to kill you. Yeah. So, um, apparently in the movie, Ripley doesn't do this much butt kicking and doesn't have a ton of weapons. In this game, you've got a bunch of weapons. And you get them pretty. I mean, right away, effectively, you've got uh, you got like a machine gun. You've got like a grenade. You've got this gun that goes, and it's like uh, the bullets are big. What you want? Like a, a bazooka? It's almost like a pipe bomb thrower or something. Well, I mean, the the it's just like a big a big. I'm talking about the big the thing. Yeah. that's just a little it's big. It's like bullets. an anti tank gun. That's right, but it yeah. makes that pop noise. Oh yeah, yeah, and, uh, it's very distinctive. And then you also got a flamethrower. Okay, so you. That's a pretty good collection of weapons. And you and the gimmick on this thing is, so you're running along, right? Well, what's gonna be in the aliens game? Crap with aliens, right? So you got you got aliens, you got a couple different types of aliens. And as you are get, there different types of yeah, aliens? Yeah. As you get further into the game, there mm. are these like pods that little alien things come out of. Mm. Then there are boss aliens that you fight. Yeah, I forgot about the boss so, aliens. Um, you run around this game and your only goal is to is to rescue these these uh, trap guys. There's a number uh, just under the timer, I believe it is, under uh, on the screen that tells you how many uh, trapped prisoners you've got left to free. Right. One would wonder, uh, this isn't like, it's not like Ripley landed on a planet of monks, let's say, or Ripley lands on a planet of, of, of charity what, workers. What, what you're saying is maybe these guys had it coming. <laughs> From the movie description, these were violent male jerks. Right, right. They got sent to a prison planet. All right. It's not like these guys might get out in a couple years. They might make parole or bail. They're on a planet. They're not going to fly you to this planet unless you're stuck on the planet. Very true. So when the aliens come in and you're like, got all these guys glued to the wall, eh, you know, I've got to wait to exit to rescue 
Bill, the the the, uh, the guy that rapist. killed his grandpa yeah, right. or whatever. You know, screw this guy. Let him get eaten by the alien. So if it was me making this, I would have had her land somewhere like an orphanage yeah. planet. Is that a thing? <laughs> Do the aliens ever, you know, land there? I'm just saying, an, an I, orphanage I, I, planet, I, I, you've got to reach to get, it's like, oh, no, little Jimmy's, he's glued to the wall. Right. Let's go get this guy. But, you know, when it's when it's Guido, the, the knife <laughs> that's that's on the wall, I'm just like, well, let's maybe, we should, maybe Guido the knife should be eaten. That's what I'm going to be next year for Halloween. Guido, it's Guido the knife. <laughs> so we've already talked about pretty much of the game. Yeah. You run around and you rescue these guys. You go up and down ladders. And I will say there are some things I really liked about this game. And, I'll t- and you're going to be surprised. The gameplay is solid. There's a saying in wrestling. You know, you can do a basic match, but do it well. Right? Don't don't make it too complicated because that's too hard for you. Mm-hmm. That's what this game is. They took a basic concept. How about a game where Ripley runs around, goes up and down ladders, and, and goes up and down uh, stairs and, and rescues these guys? Okay, that's the game. Okay, now do a good job. Okay, it controls well. It supports two buttons. That's glorious. It's got an excellent way to switch. It's an easy way to switch through the weapons. I had no problem. You mm-hmm. several ways, actually. You can also hit the space bar. Uh, I used the two buttons on the on the on, and it worked great on my on my C32 pad. No problemo. Uh, the uh, uh, Ripley controls. I mean, looks cool as she runs around. I mean, this isn't like uh, flashbacks, but it's pretty good. You know, it reminded me sort of like a Rolling Thunder. Remember that game, boat in the arcade? I love Rolling Thunder. You know, I'm talking about the guy runs around. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, uh, that's what Ripley sort of moves like that. Now, uh, uh, the aliens look cool. Okay, they'll they'll hide, they'll appear behind you, they'll be hanging from the ceiling. Uh, I'm down with that. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing I didn't like about the aliens, and you find this out the second you start playing. You're like, hey, I'm on the surface. Let's run to a whoa, and the aliens pop up like that, mm-hmm. and they're on you. Yeah, and you've got no time now. Right. Uh, there is a radar. Um, Gimmick. It's a oh, thing. Up in the corner. It's called Radar Love. It is. Uh, they've got a thing called Radar Love in the game. Uh, and it's, uh, but it's, I don't love this radar. Mm. This is Radar Hate. <laughs> because the problem with this radar is you can watch the screen of the radar, but it's hard to watch both. Even with my crooked eye, I had a heck of a time watching them both. And so by the time you see something pop up on the radar, it, this stuff, these aliens are quick, man. It's like a bunch of you saying bolts coming at you. And you know, you're trying to use your guns on them. I mean, sometimes you get lucky. So basically, I had the old, uh, the old walk three steps with a shot thing going. Right? Huh? Huh? Because I knew something was going to come off the screen. Once you get underground, it's not as bad. But when you're above, and it, although they'll jump up there too out of nowhere, and it's a pain. Um, the uh, I like the tunnel aspect. I know in aliens, I know this from seeing clips and stuff, right? You'll have uh, aliens in these tunnels. The Jeffries right. tubes. That's right, because every ship, prison, like convenience store, <laughs> every, you know what I'm saying? Every place has these little tunnels you got to crawl through. I don't know, and you have to have a flashlight or whatever. Yeah. You got your radar, and but it's, it's sort of suspenseful. I think that's what they were going for was use the radar to see this stuff coming because it's so quick, you've got to use the radar, it'll get you. Right, right. And that's true. <laughs> and yeah. I guess if you're a better hand than me and you're super quick, you could you can uh, you could get this stuff before, before. Well, I'll tell you this. This is what I think. I All think right. this is one of these games 
that you just have to play it enough that you memorize where, because the enemies always come at you the same way. They're always in the same spots. Um, you just have to play it enough to where you can memorize the patterns. And you can get through this game if you do that. But the question is, do you want to spend the amount of time that it takes to learn all these patterns? This isn't a game that you can get through on brute skill alone. Uh, uh, well, plus the time are really... I can't tell you how many times I would rescue all the guys on mm-hmm. that on the first level and then uh, not have time to get to the exit. Yeah. Now, uh, I'm, did you play this on easy? Yes, absolutely. I, and with all the men you could have, right? Yeah. Okay, that's what I did. Now, how far did you end up getting? Um, I did not make it past the first boss. Oh, I, oh the first boss. Mm-hmm. So you got see, I didn't get, I didn't get past him either. Mm. But he, he's not that tough. I watched the video. I, just, I, just, I was, I, to be honest with you, I was kind of exhausted <laughs> from a mental standpoint at that because I mean, it, it is a intellectually taxing game because like you said you constantly have to be aware of where you are in the stage and where you need to get to to get out well this game is not going to win any awards for originality it's not going to win any awards for graphics it's certainly not going to win any awards for sound because among the big uh, the several screw-ups is the fact this is another one of these games you can have sound effects or, or music you can't have right. both irritating and the music in this is pretty good mm-hmm but I want sound effects. Yeah, man. because the sound effects are good too. Yeah, I want them, I want it all, mm-hmm. and I want it now. Right, and I don't have it now. So that was an. But I mean, it's not going to win any awards. It's not going to break. It's not a, the plots. Nothing extravagant. I mean, in between the, the graphics, are anything to write home about. In between levels, there's a graphic of like a of a drooling alien. <laughs> He's like, oh, I mean, this guy's salivating. Somebody get this guy a, a sandwich. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, uh, those look pretty cool. Didn't you think they look cool? Oh yeah. And yeah. Uh, um, but the timer is tough. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, I know if you're a stud, I didn't have any cheats either. I know I'm sure there are some, but I didn't use any of them. I just played. I just played old school to get to see how far I could get. Uh, I was disappointed when I watched past where I could get because it's literally rinse and repeat. The entire way. Yeah. I including was, repeating the end bosses. I went through the, the whole game, you know, through uh, World of Long Plays. And uh, it would have been nice if they would have mixed up the action with, you know, some different sorts of stages. You know, even the you know, the Batman <laughs> game, it's sort of like this. It has like a driving stage. Something like, I, I mean, of course, you're not going to be driving around. Maybe you pilot that. What's that loader thing that she's in? Isn't well, that, that was, the third that, alien? No, I think that was in the second one, man. Oh, okay. But don't hold me to that. The third one, no one talks about the third one. Um, I was reading that amongst the many problems they had with the third one, aside from multiple writers, is that they did, they were filming some of it with no script. Whoops. Oh, sounds like The Hobbit. Yeah, not not good. Um, but this game, to to summarize, in my opinion, I thought it was a pr- just a. It reminded me a lot of like Navy Seals or something. You remember that game? Uh, it's just one of those games. It's a run around. It's it's a playable game. Yeah, to me, this is this is totally representative of your typical licensed title that came out anywhere in the '93 to '95 era. It reminded me a lot of the Genesis version of Jurassic Park, Ooh. where you got to play as the Raptor. Yeah. This is different than the Amiga version. Yeah, I've, um, I've played that. The, the level that was design, a big deal when it came yeah, out. The level design is very similar, where you're basically you've got this what amounts to this huge box with lots of tiny rooms in it, you know, and that comprises each stage. Yeah, um, it's a, it's a very efficient, quick way to make a licensed title. But again, like you said, it's not a bad game. It doesn't play poorly. Yeah, I enjoyed it, and it's one I'll go back to, and I'll tell you why. It's it's uh, it starts you right off. It's you get in the action quick. The rules are simple. It's it's brain dead gaming at its finest. 
But I mean, if, again, this is, I, and I, I hate to say this, but it's true. And, well, it happened. If this appeared on any console, it'd just be another game that you would get that would be in the two dollar bin in six months. Right. It's just another like no Absolutely. one's like man. Remember, no one sits back in their easy chair. It's like you know, I remember the time when I played Aliens Three, and everybody's <laughs> like, "Well, me too, Bill." We used to have playground discussions about no one talking about this on a playground. It's done. Other than saying, "Man, I wish this was this was sensible you know, soccer or something," or, the, or like, "Man, I'm, so, I'm glad I only paid uh, a couple bucks for that. Yeah. I would have gotten screwed." Now, let's talk about... Uh, Speaking of reviews... Yeah, uh, look at you, Boat. You're a transition master, I'm dude. Right. So, how did this review? Well, uh, um, Commodore Force... Commodore Force. Ooh. That's a great one. <laughs> 93%. They liked it. Uh, Commodore Format. Huh? So this, the, these are these are some counter magazines that I don't know if they were sixty four or Amiga reviews. Crossing over seventy eight percent. Now, CU Amiga, we know them. Oh yeah, ninety two percent. Wow, high praise. For that CU is a, that's that's very high praise uh, uh, for for a game. Now, I, I have been told, and I have also read when I read the uh, 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 the lemon uh, look at this that. Uh, um, that the Super Nintendo version, this is the best one. Mm. Have you, have you, did you see that as well? I did not see that. I'm surprised you hadn't played that. I'm not surprised. I didn't play a whole lot of licensed games on the Super Nintendo because they're mostly crap. Now, it's funny looking at these scores because this thing got a ton of reviews. Um, Amiga format, 70%. So not widely praised. And then AUI, 30%. They mm. hated it. So I'm looking at a score here in the 90s, and I'm looking at a score here in the 30s. Wow. Those are, those are very different. <laughs> it's a widespread. The, the good folks over at Lemon uh, gave this a 6.47. Mm. So there you go. Now, you know, I, this is completely off the subject, but I, I wanted to mention this because I thought it was funny. So keep in mind, so Aliens 3, these are movies are all R, okay? R-rated film. For some reason, someone thought, hey, you know what we need for the Aliens films? Cartoon series. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> I love just turning. So, a cartoon series titled Operation Aliens was conceived by Fox to coincide with the release of the film. Uh, and a pilot episode was carried out, but it was never aired. And the footage has never been seen. There are only some still shots from mm. it. Well, you know, th- this was not an uncommon thing in the 80s. Uh, you had um, cartoons based on RoboCop, which was a hard, hard R. Of course, the second and third hard. ones, I think, were, uh, were, were scaled back a little bit. Uh, you had Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, action figures and stuff like that. So they weren't afraid. You know, the marketers knew that kids were watching these movies, and they yeah, knew they were a little bit They edgy. didn't have Friday the 13th, the cartoon. Oh, are you sure about that? I am. I'm pretty sure about that. Yeah, I mean it's that's a weird one. <laughs> they had Friday the Thirteenth the Nintendo game. Well, that doesn't mean anything. They also had uh, X-rated games. So well, no, but this was a game that came out that was sold on store shelves. I mean, how is that different than a cartoon? Well, just because you sell it from the what you say it was for the Nintendo, yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean it's aimed at children. Everything on the Nintendo was aimed. No, it at wasn't. Children. I played the Nintendo when I wasn't a kid. Well. You did a lot of things that kids do. What are you saying? I'm some sort of man child? No, I would never say that. I'm going to have to smack your worm butt <laughs> in about two seconds. Let let it go. So, 
Shall we move on? Let's any move any on. final comments on Did you uh, look aliens? on eBay at all on this? Oh, I did. I'm glad you brought that up, Boat. Now, you know, a lot of times we look at are plentiful. By the way, as far as I can tell, no American release for aliens. Uh, I wanted to mention that. Apparently, it was a European exclusive. Um, oh, here we go. So, I found one, one copy for sale currently. And I found El Squadouche in the backlog that had been completed. So, I don't know if this is just rare. Does it come up? Who knows? There's someone in Austria... That's right. Selling a box copy of this fifty-six American dollar bill. Wow, kind of expensive. Bucks. Well, I mean, it's not sold, but I mean, maybe yeah, that's I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know box that. looked okay. You know, I mean, it looks. I mean, the box art and stuff. It looks like movie stuff. You know, it was nothing. What nothing is your, what is your number one um, number one most uh, sought after box Amiga title? If you could only have one box Amiga title, what would it be? Oh boy, Bo, you're already putting me on the spot here. Complete inbox. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Well, I mean the the one that comes to mind immediately because it's an awesome looking box and it had a T-shirt in it was was Shadow the Beast. Yeah. Uh, but I would like to have uh, Three Stooges would be another one mm-hmm. and Wings would be another. Cinemaware games usually had pretty good boxes. They did. Design. I'm trying to think of something that would have really cool like stuff in it. Probably some Infocom. Like, uh, dead, you know, one of their games, they always have all the cool feelies and stuff in them, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, but I, it's hard. I'd have to sit down and really ponder that one because it depends on what you're buying it for. Are you buying it because it's beautiful art or are you buying it because it's, it's got, got cool, cool stuff, stuff in yeah. it because you like the game? You know, all, much like arcade machines, just because it look, the packaging looks cool doesn't necessarily mean that the, the game is, is good. Something I, I want to mention before we, before we get off of Aliens 3, and it took me a long time to figure this out. Uh, is our points where you get to a point where there's no screen. It's just empty black space. But you see something in the black space. Did you get these points? You just have to jump into the void. <laughs> I it's don't very, remember seeing that. And you also, sometimes you'll come out of tunnels and it'll just be like a black space. I guess it's to simulate not knowing where you're going and it right. works. Like but the it, fog of war sort of thing. At first, it's real bizarre. I mean, it's a, that game is a, is a pretty by-the-numbers game. I'd say that's probably the most unusual part of it. But uh, anyways, enough of that. Let's move on to something even more Halloween. Ooh, I can't you, wait. You know, question before we move on. Do you consider the Aliens movies Halloween-esque or scare, like scare, boo, I'm going to get you scary movies? I mean, I know they're gross. Well, right? judging from last week's Insert Disc 2, we're experts on talking about stuff that we've never seen. Just like with Aliens, I've never seen it, but just by going on what I've heard, I would say that it has jump scare moments, obviously like the chest bursting thing, but I think it's more of a suspense thing. And I mean, is it a Halloween movie? I don't think so. I don't really equate sci-fi horror with Halloween. I think uh, Halloween horror is more close to home. You know, it came from within the house, that sort of thing. Fair enough, fair enough. But some people think this is one of the best, like, scary movies of all time. Yeah. Those people are not me. I'm not into it. One day we'll watch it. I did see the four. They're, like clamoring, said, at least I'm, they're clamoring in the chat for a live stream of me and you watching Aliens for the first time. Well, I'm on I'm on the board with four, man. Just like the four horsemen. So, I mean, at least I've got one in the gate. You got nothing. It is just like the four horsemen. That's right. <laughs> Anyways, as I was saying, uh, this game was put out, published, and developed by our perennial Halloween favorites, our good and dear friends over at Horrorsoft. Horrorsoft. Horrorsoft is responsible for many a Halloween show, <laughs> including the Elvira's and Waxworks, which we looked at all those. We also looked at, uh, 
if you're uh, uh, this always amuses me but the uh, uh, the coder uh, and uh, an artist encoder Alan Bridgman he his credits here always amuse me Elvira 2 wax works oh he did Simon the sorcerer wanted to <laughs> what how the hell how the hell that happened he yeah, got he, in he there. was the programmer uh, he was a coder the and coder? artist okay. on him yeah okay uh, and a lot of the guys that worked on this there did a lot of the waxwork stuff or and, and a couple worked on uh, uh, Simon and Simon 2 so go figure so this is an older game like I said it came out in 89 and it came out on the OCS uh, so you can play anything now this is truly an old school game in the boat uh, this I mean this is a step up from the uh, uh, Cthulhu game we covered that was sort of the text-based game with an occasional right, graphics. Right. This reminded me quite a bit of some, like uh, a Coco type game mm-hmm. where you've got a, uh, it's an adventure game where you've got a picture on the screen, maybe a little bit of animation, and then underneath it you've got your text box, big huge text box. On the right-hand side of the upper part of the screen, you've got a big long list of commands. And then on the left part, you've got like a compass which says which way you can go and you get your inventory. Very simple stuff. Now, I'll have to say, I haven't played too many games that had an interface like this one, Boat. Uh, This game allows you to play it in a a text way. You could just sit there and type away. In fact, there are some parts of it that you need to type on. Uh, and and then, but also you can use your mouse and use it like a uh, with a graphical interface. You can click on stuff on the screen. You can drag inventory off the screen to your inventory list. You can click on the commands and then click on like for example, you can say look at, and then you can put like say click on the mirror and it'll fill that in. You sort of hit enter and it'll look at the mirror. Mm-hmm. So they really the commands on the side of the screen are sort of just like short graphical interface shortcuts, aren't they? Right. So, um, go ahead. No, oh, no, go ahead. Keep, keep, keep going. So, uh, HorrorSoft has a uh, this niche they had, which was these kind of nutty horror games. This thing comes on, and the first thing you see is the big, sexy Elvira mm-hmm. sitting there, which I always love because <laughs> I love I love me some Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Uh, but Elvira uh, not appearing in this in this picture. She's just <laughs> she's in the opening. You can almost hear her mocking the the, the game. But uh, so now this game, I started playing this game and I had no idea what what the hell was going on. So I had to consult the documentation. Did you look at the docs, mode? I read the docs many many times. <laughs> so. Really? Yes. You read it many times? Many times, because I was trying to figure some stuff out, and it was not immediately clear to me. So allow me to just fill in some of the gaps here in this game. Uh, The village, this is from the manual. I'm just going to read this little paragraph here. The village of Tyne, and I don't know if this is a real place. Somebody could tell me, maybe. England people. The village of Tynum Cross. Tynum. Is that what it is? Tynum. Nestled in, tessled, nestled in the hills of Woldshire. Woldshire. Do you want to read the paragraph? <laughs> Just let me mispronounce it, please. I'd prefer to mispronounce the it. The object of the game is to defeat the power of the devil that has taken over the lives of some of the residents in the village. The devil, boat. He's here. He's here. In, he in. came to Woldshire <laughs> here in Tyne Cross. <laughs> You will need to identify the, uh, who these characters are, and then by presenting the village policeman the evidence of their horrific crimes, have them arrested. Right. Simple. Right. You also need to meet and have to deal with one or two pets that belong to the devil. Uh, and in case you get bored, there are one or two people that need rescuing. 
presumably from the devil, mm-hmm. uh, that and and they're in a bunch of bad uh, situations. All right, so I like that's great. Uh, the lives and the care of these characters uh, are yours. You have to unravel the mystery. Yada yada yada. So the game opens with this. Let's go with cutscene. It was there was so. Well, I mean, yeah, it's it's a cut. It's scene. a cutscene. You see this. Uh, like stained glass, and you see this guy that looks like I swear to you. When I first saw him, I thought it was a bear. I thought it was a guy in like a pimp suit, like a brow, like a brown fur coat. I mean, this was not what I would call up to the time. So it's the worst graphics in the whole game mm-hmm. of this guy standing there. Then uh, lightning shoots through the window of this of this presumably a church, which mm-hmm. it ends up being, and it hits this guy, and the guy catches fire. And let me tell you, they drive this home because this stuff takes place over the, uh, a matter of minutes. Mm-hmm. This guy burns, burns and burns. And then you see a hand, like a clawed hand, come up from the fire. And eventually, who the hell's there? Boat it's who? It's, it's the, the devil. devil. All right. He's in and he's happy. He's, and he laughs. Oh, 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 you know, stand up and fight. He's <laughs> a very jovial like. guy. He's yeah. a jovial devil. <laughs> and so, you know, right there, oh, here we go. It's horror soft, mm-hmm. buddy. And so, at this point, then you're ready to go. And you go around town. Movement's very simple. They've got a compass. You can click on uh, north, south, east, west, northeast, north, you know, southeast. They've got all the compass. And it makes it easy to follow around. Now, uh, there is no map that I know of. So, I had to I had to kind of write down where I was you, yeah, going. Yeah, you got to plot it out. Old school style. Um, and, you, and, of course... All the manual says is, like, you need to stop the devil and go find it. So, really, I mean, you're sort of, there's not a whole lot of help to get you started. No. And one thing I've learned from playing horror soft games in the past is that they, they're they not easy to understand. And they're often, there's some stuff in it you can't possibly get. And one of the gimmicks they always do is they is that they'll have a button, and this thing has it to, uh, basically, a stand there button. Mm-hmm. It's a, a weight, weight button. button. You got to use it, don't you, Boat? How, how, how far did you get on this adventure? I, I'm sure you used the walkthrough or whatever. No, I did not use a walkthrough. You um, tried to do this. Uh, I tried to do this on my own. Oh, good. Me too. So I want to hear if you got further um, than me. I was killed both by the monster in the sink and the Dracula. Dracula. Yes. Now, I was killed by Dracula uh, twice. And I, I will admit, I didn't cheat it to see how the heck you get past the Dracula. Mm-hmm. And so just to give you an example of, of what you've got to do. And, there, and there's a couple of things. Like, for example, there's a guy. One of the things you need is is, is being held by a guy at the bar. <clears throat> and I don't know if you even knew this. I didn't, I had nothing to do with Dracula. So you're, what you need to do is get to, get to this guy's coat. Right. So you just have to sit there. And hit wait until, until he leaves. Yeah, well, until he's killed by a car accident. Well, I mean, but the he, get, he gets him, up. And then, you, and then, yeah, he gets up, but eventually he dies. And, <laughs> and then so you can take his coat. You can take his stuff. Uh, but that's the kind of puzzles we're looking at here. These are not, uh, it's not uh, what it's, I would call intu- intuitive. Or, right, or, and it's not like, you know, uh, you know, square peg, square hole, put peg in hole yeah. type of deal. Uh, now, I got to the point. I got, I'll tell you where I got and I, I cheated a little bit because I knew I'd never get anywhere in this thing. I got to a point where you, I, I found out in one of the bedrooms there's a mirror. And when I realized you could get the mirror, this is one of those games you could pick up like a lot of stuff. And so I got the mirror. Everyone out there knows one of my favorite films is Fright Night, right? 
Well, I liked Fright Night too as well. Uh, and so there's a bit in Fright Night where uh, they use a mirror to, to shine sunlight on the on the vampire and kill him. Well, <clears throat> there's a vampire in this. I had a mirror, and once the vampire had killed me, I was like, I bet I can use this to, to kill a vampire. Well, I kept trying to do it, and he kept, he would, there's some animation where the vampire would come after you. You have a setup, you have a window of time where you can yeah. enter a command. So. Right there, you just separated a big chunk of your people that want to play this game. Right. Because this isn't the game where you can sit back with a Coco or whatever and leisurely. There's parts of where you have to be like, yeah. oh, God, oh, And if God. you watch the uh, the playthrough here, I am Ironclaw, he'll actually queue up the command. You know, he'll write it in the box and then use the yeah. mouse to that's approach. What I, that's yeah. what I did. Because you have to back up real quick. And then you, as soon as you get to the point where you can use the mirror, you have to hit it and it'll, it'll kill a vampire. Yeah. I did that. Then I got killed by a witch and I gave up. Um the four creatures in this that you have to attack, I know, I know the vampire and the witch, and I know I saw the other one. I'm trying to think what it was. Well, there's the monster in the sink. The monster in the sink. I never, I never saw the monster in the sink. Did you ever go to the Did you ever go to the kitchen in the pub? I did. Did you go after dark? I, no, I don't guess. Mm, what you've got to do to kill it is you've got to take the plug and put the plug in the sink. <laughs> then, then the monster can't come out because the plug stopped up. That's weak. Yeah. That's weak. Um... There are parts, including the part with the vampire, where you have to type in full commands. The the uh, interface won't do the job. So aside from the fact that you're, it's time based, and you and you, and it, there's some graphics. I mean, there are parts where you're going to play it's just like an old school text adventure. Mm -hmm. Now, this is one of those games where you it it may be your bag, and it may not. Now, there are things I like with this game. I thought they did a good job of setting up, and, and they did this on all their games. There's a weird vibe to the game. There's a, a, a you don't know what's going on, and it, that's part of the charm of it, I guess, yeah. because it, it keeps you off. It's very off balance when you're playing it, uh, at least the parts I played. The graphics in it, aside from the fur coat goof at the beginning, are actually pretty good, aren't they, both? You know, I thought that they did a good job of kind of realizing this quaint village. Yeah. You, know, you walk around, you and see you the get different to go houses anywhere. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's cool. Um, the uh, sound's fine. You know, they, they do a good job on the stuff you would think they would do a good job. I mean, they didn't have to have the best graphics, but they do a good job. Um, I don't have a problem with typing text commands in. I mean, it was like old school. You should do that back in the day. Uh, the inventory is a little weird. I, I didn't necessarily like the pickup system when you there, it got a little odd. I, um, the t I don't like games where you have to wait. That's something that always drives me nuts. I mean, I know there's especially. I, it, it seemed like I was always missing something because I was like, okay, if I'm waiting, am I waiting for a certain time? Like, is there a clock somewhere right. that I need to be watching? Remember that happened with that that uh, cruise for a corpse game. Yes, and stuff like and that. Went you've on. got, I believe it's you've got four days in this game before you die or mm. the game ends, and so you, there is a time limit, uh, just like in and uh, you know, just like in uh, Aliens. And the time limit is, is pressing, so you can't just sit there and hit wait. I mean, effectively, what you'd have to do is sort of go to each screen, hit wait a bunch of times, make sure everything was good, and start the game over. Right. So, you know, and it, certain things you do trigger other things. Uh, it's uh, it's kind of tough in a boat. I mean, uh, it, it was tough to get into for me. Uh, I didn't. I said so I got a certain degree, but I don't think I would have gotten anywhere without the cheats. What, what do you well, think? Well, I'll tell I mean, you, you, got, you got pretty far without cheating. Oh, uh, not definitely not pretty far. I, I I got you know I got around to where I I had some idea of what the game was trying to do. 
Um, but I knew that I didn't want to have to put in the heartache and the headache uh, to actually physic, you know, figure out these puzzles. The thing, there are several things about this interface that are annoying. Okay. Um, the first is that they do not put, they give you that, that bar on the side of the screen, take, drop, open, etc. Yeah. They give you all those commands. That leads one to believe that those are the list of commands that are available to you in the game. It does not put in there any way that you're, because, okay, here's another thing too. What's the first thing that you do when you see somebody in a room? What's the first thing you do? You look at them, what's the second thing you do? I talk to him. Talk to him. You type in talk, Mr. Jones. It says talk is not a command used in this game. That leads you to believe that, hey, maybe you're not supposed to talk to anybody in this game. No, what you've got to do, what is the command you're supposed to use? I believe it was well, the one that you examine, uh, look at. So you never talked to anybody in this game, Well, did most of them, they talked to me. I didn't have to say anything you, to you them. You have to ask people. You have to say, ask no, Mr. I never Johnson did that. about Mr. Blanders or whatever. Yeah, so that's how you communicate with people in this game. So that sucks. That's no good. Um, well, once you know it, though, it's okay. Well, yeah, but you, they, they should make that apparent. Uh, another thing that I didn't like about this is the way that your inventory... It's kind of neat the way that they do it, and you can drag things off the screen. Yeah, I like that. But they don't tell you, and maybe they did tell me this in the docs. I didn't see it. I didn't see it, where you can actually use your mouse and click and drag things over to your inventory. I did do that. If I would have known that, that would have made it better. But again, it wasn't I did that. I just assumed it. If you ever played Deja Vu... Where it's got that ability to drag stuff off the thing, and yet, so I hope this did. Yeah. And, it, and, I just and tried so this it. is this is this is definitely a game that sort of straddles two different eras, like it you does. said in point and click. Adventures. It's really unusual. I mean, you could see it was. I guess this is the natural progression. I'm thinking though, uh, if this came out in '89, I'm trying to think what the big, what the what was the game du jour back in then? Was it? I, mean, I think Maniac Mansion came out in '89. You know, so either eighty nine or ninety, but this was a first person, you know, first person deal. Maybe I don't know when Shadowgate came out. If that was contemporaneous to this, mm-hmm. or you know, I mean, uh, one thing about horror soft stuff, and we now that we've played all of it, it all there's some sameness to it. I mean, it's uh, they love that wait command. This reminded me of quite a bit of like wax works. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess maybe that's because of the last yeah, one we the, played. Yeah, the action elements are definitely similar, where you have a, a window of time or you'll die. The death scenes are like yeah. less; they're not quite as gruesome as wax works, but they're still the ones I saw were they weren't. You know, and here, were, here's the ultimate you know uh, slap in the face of a game like this is. This game is very well done graphically. Um, you know, they, they really go all out in terms of like the death scenes and all that stuff. You progress all the way to the end of this tens of hours of adventuring and you're greeted with a static text screen that says, well done, you beat the game. I didn't watch to the end because I didn't want to spoil it. So I'm glad it you is, It is truly, truly horrible. It's awful. People should be used to that though. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. the way things went yeah. back in those days. Uh, this didn't get a ton of reviews. Oh, I should mention, by the way, before I, for, before I forget, this saw a uh, a release on the PC, which, I, again, uh, a lot of Horrorsoft stuff did. It also saw a release on the Atari ST. I, I, I could not determine which came first. I don't know if this is a port of the ST, the DOS, or this, the other one. It would be interesting are, to know. Yeah. Um, the uh, uh, I looked this thing up on the, on the eBay. Uh, Again, I only I only saw one complete copy, uh, 114 bucks in Germany. That was a, a best offer, and then and I saw a couple sets of discs going for 34 and 80 bucks. That's a lot of money. Uh, in terms of uh, uh, in terms of reviews, this has a big score on Lemon Eight. 
They're, it's pretty popular. And a lot of people, I look at the, the uh, I always like to read Lemon's, uh, the, the, you know, chat that they talk the about. The comments on the reviews. And people, mm-hmm. sort of like what I am, they like, they like the ambience about it. They, they, uh, they, the interface is, I thought the interface was pretty good. Again, it's a, it's different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, if you're an old text guy, you're okay. If you're trying to get in the new GUI stuff, you're okay. It's somewhere in the middle. I think for people my age, that's probably okay. Probably for younger people, they wouldn't be too keen on it, to be yeah. honest with you. This is a tough game to play in 2018. Sure. Um, this had really only a few reviews. Uh, 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 computers and video games gave it the Amiga and Atari ST version 84%. Uh, Z, uh, I guess a Zap64 reviewed it for the Amiga for whatever reason. Gave it an 87%. CU Amiga gave it a 74%. And Data Magazine... Gave it a seven out of ten. Mm. Not too bad. So I mean, you're you're somewhere between the seventy to you know eighty eight percentage. I you know I, I don't know if I'd go quite. I mean, you're right. I mean, this is a tough one to. I'm sure there's some people that have a nostalgia for this game, and I do like a good horror game. You know, a good one. Uh, what I could I see myself sitting down and playing this one over, say. Deja Vu or something. You know, I probably... The graphics are better. I kind of like Deja Vu's interface. Uh, uh, again, uh, this one is, falls in line with the other horror soft stuff. I mean, it's... What, what, what do you think? Would you go back and play this one? Absolutely not. You didn't like one single game from Horror Soft. No, and I, I, I fully put that on me. This is just not my type of game. It's it's too obtuse. Um, I, I don't... You know, I'm not a real fan of the horror genre from the get-go. Um, you know, I appreciate what it was trying to do, and it definitely, this is a game that you would definitely get your money's worth out of in terms of the, the hours that you put into it. Um, and it is very well done for what it is, but it's, it's not something I'd return to. I think my favorite game was probably of theirs was probably, was probably Waxworks. And I thought they left a lot on the table in Waxworks too. Uh, but, uh, you know, what are you going to do? But, uh, yeah, uh, it was okay. It was okay. It's that's as good as I can say. Yeah. All right, Aaron, um, before we say goodbye, uh, I'd just like to remind everybody that you can help Amigos. You can help us out in a myriad ways. Uh, you can spread the word on your favorite social media platform that there is a weekly Amiga podcast out there. Um, you can write us an iTunes review. Uh, that would be super, super awesome if you could do that. Uh, iTunes is still sort of the global aggregator of podcasts, and uh, every review helps put us to the top of not only the iTunes charts, but all the other podcatchers that use iTunes as an aggregator. Um and of course, you can help support the show on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Amigos Podcast. Uh, you can throw us a couple bucks a month and get access to our Discord channel. Uh, we've got a uh, Amigos World of Supporters shirt you can get your name on. And you can be part of the Amigos Game Selection Committee, which uh, helps pick the games that we play each and every week. So, um, and a lot of great chat on the Discord. That's absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. And of course, the ultimate. Patreon supporter uh, benefit is being featured on the song that I'm about to sing right now. So last week, Aaron, uh, the song, do you remember the song last week? I ask you this every week and not once have you ever remembered the song. Uh, no, so, I got nothing. Okay, I'm never going to ask that again. The song was Mm-mm-mm. Oh yeah, I remember that. By Crash Test That was Dummies. an easy one. I bet everyone got that one. Uh, we did have quite a few uh, responders, including one at the, at the 11th hour, Pixels at Dawn, sent me a quick message saying that he'd gotten it. Um, so I need a funky fact about Pixels at Dawn. 
Pixels at Dawn was was born at dawn. Okay. What about Paul Harrington? Uh, his hair weighs a ton. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're doing great. How many of these are there? <laughs> Dreamcatcher actually uh, got this Dream one right. Dreamcatcher? Yeah. Man. He's a, uh, he's the charismatic enigma. That, very true. Him and Jeff Hardy. Um, Jason warns. Jason warned me. Don't let you sing anymore, but I didn't listen. Andrea Hucker. Andrea? No, Andrea. This Andrea is the Hucker, Hucks wife. Gary Hucker's wife? Yeah. Well, shut my mouth. A chick listen to the show? Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Andrea. I can see our, our female viewership is going to continue to explode with what? comments like that. Never call broads chicks? Is that the old saying? Bark bit. I'm not even going to let you have an opportunity to say a funky fact about Andrea Hucker. I respect her too much. Bark bit. Bark bit. I'd love to know where that name comes from. He's got to be dog related, right? All right. That's the funky it's fact. Probably, I'm probably making fun of his family ancestral name. <laughs> you know, I am nobleman like Jake Barkbit from the Barkbit dynasty. <laughs> Okay, Colin, 419. 419 is a, uh, I believe that's a cleanser. Okay. Isn't it? Darren Cole. That's 409. I was close. <laughs> How many people won this, this thing? This is These the last all... one, Darren Coles. Darren Coles. Listen, we come from a place that's full of coal. That's well, true. true. That's true. He would be right at home. There's no one digging it. Anymore. In a home, his, yeah. his home among the hills. You know, this bit, you always do this, and it's always dirt worst. Well, it's the dirt. you got to do no a better job coming I up with no funky material. facts. What you, I don't have any funky facts. I'll ask you the facts. <laughs> you can come up with something. <laughs> I do Let me get Webster's Dictionary. I'm just going to start reading stuff now. You make something hilarious come up. It's like, uh, if you can do it, I will bow down right there on the floor. Hey, I do a weird I do, thing. I do enough of the heavy lifting with my oh vocal talents. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> so, if you know the answer to this week's Patreon song challenge, please send me an email at john at and we will do something with your name next week. Perhaps a new bit. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Anything. Here we go. Robert Edgerton III, Simon Rose, Joseph Harrison, Kyle Rob O'Hara, Howard Nibs, Matthew Larimore, Andy Craig, Sean Zoldarin, Lomax 419, Colin, Bachbit, Roland Burke, Andrew Monkshow, the Zombie, John Cook, Dan Ross, Leaf Killon, Alan Kebab, Chicote, Level Lord, John Marshall, Matthew Perrone, Ricky DeRocher, Creepy Dead Boy, Figures, C to Z. The Slow Norris, Devin, Sorgard, Martinson, Evelyn, Helen, Belinda, 75, Christopher Hussle, Ravi Abbott, Chris Foles, Dream, Catcher, Lauren, Joe, Ruby, Graham, Vicky, Ren, Daddy, Lynn, Dainson, Lynn, Bottas, Brio, Brian's Retro, Vince, Gary, Hucker, C. Brian Jones, Paul Harrington, Duncan Styles, Alan Kebab, Anthony Jarvis, Tapes from the Crypt, Josh Nan, Adam, Bradley, Jonas Rulo, T-T-H-E, Eric Nelson, Kim Tommy, Homeboatside, Daniel Bigston, Brutal Barracuda, Darren Walt Coles, Jason Warren's Pixels Dawn, and Kjolbjorn Barman. I got it. I got this one. All right. Finally. Finally. Aaron, next week... We're going to take a break from the horror. <laughs> there are no more horror. We've ran through all the horror soft games. <laughs> and we're going to jump into our chopper. Get to the chopper. The chopper. We're going to play Z-Wolf 2. 
I've, ne- I have no idea what that is. All right. Well, is it, was there a Z-Wolf 1? You'll find out next week on the show. That sounds good to me. We man. do record this every week, 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time, except when we don't. You can join the chat. We got a nice group of folks in the chat this evening. Uh, Duncan Styles, Pixels at Dawn, Paul H. Math Dufort, Jason Warns, Necronom, UK Retro Gamer, Dan Ross, uh, just Picard 2005. Jean yeah. Luc has joined us. So thank you guys so Make much it for joining so. us in the chat. Henrik Anderson is here. We will see you all next time. Happy Halloween. Week. Happy Halloween. Adios. Adios.